0: Hey guys, it's Bradley. I want to tell you about Ascend. Ascend is not just another premium finance company. Ascend will solve all of your agency bill problems through automation of invoicing, premium financing, carrier payables, all the way to the end of the workflow. There's a lot of hidden costs with how you're doing business today. AMSs, CRMs can spend more than half the day chasing down payments, following up on non-pays, getting signatures for financing docs. This leads to an overworked, overwhelmed, unhappy team and guys you want your team to be happy industry's hard enough as it is we really need them to be happy as your agency grows this issue gets worse and worse and we typically solve the problem with a little bit of software but a ton of manpower still involved with ascend you can use a software first solution and just need a little bit of manpower allowing you to grow without significant increase in overhead Ascend automates all of these repetitive payment processes so your team can get back to helping your clients. With Ascend, we've seen non-payment cancellations in our agency go down up to 95%. Teams save more than 20 hours per month when they work with Ascend and an average of a 75% decrease in payment-related customer questions. Guys, if people aren't calling your office with questions, you have more time to sell and grow your agency. Visit useascend.com backslash insurance, guys. Guys, Ascend makes agency bill as easy as direct bill, but you keep all of the benefits of agency bill the best of both worlds. Thanks, guys.
1: Insurance agents from around the world. Welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. powered by Hopsaw. God, I love Hawksaw. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Mobile, Alabama, parade first team All-American, rivals five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? Great, Scott. How are you? Best I have ever been. Folks, this is a first today. Breaking news. First time I have been in Mobile, Alabama in five years when we are having thunderstorms outside. And folks, if you live in middle America, what I'm about to say, you're not going to believe, but I can promise you Bradley Flowers... Is going to back me up on this. When there is a thunderstorm on the Gulf Coast of the state of Alabama, here, here's here's the closest thing I can tell you to go do. Go to Lowe's and get about five or ten of those Lowe's buckets that has the word Lowe's on the side of it. Fill all of them you
0: gotta up. Got to get the ones with Lowe's on the side of it.
1: Right? Sure, yeah. absolutely fill them up with water as high as you can get them and then get somebody to get on a step ladder and just pour those on your head. And that's what a yeah. thunderstorm on the Gulf coast. I can't is believe like. this is the first one you've been through. I have never, I've been been down here so for five years. So you get
0: EF four tornadoes. This is what we get because by the time it makes its way down here, the tornadoes are, are I, I've,
1: I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. You can step your foot outside of the door and if it's not covered, in three seconds you look yeah. like you just came you, out of the shower yeah,
0: you're in the rainiest city in the u.s people think it's seattle but yeah, it's actually Mobile. Them, yeah, yeah. mobile is the rainiest city in the u.s in terms of inches right which is what we all know actually matters right <laughs> and and seattle gets more days mm-hmm. mobile gets more inches which i'd rather be it i'd rather have more sunny days mm-hmm. and deal you know what i mean but uh but it'll be it'll be sunny this afternoon so oh
1: 100 you know, yeah. that's just
0: how it goes but my wife got woke up Uh, That sounded real country. My wife was woken up last night uh, at like 2 a.m. And it woke me up to just like pounding thunder and lightning. And uh, my mother texted me and said, I'll read you what she said. Every insurance agent will appreciate it. We woke up at 1 a.m. with the worst hailstorm I've ever been in. Golf ball-sized hail with tons of it coming sideways under the carport, banging our roof like crazy, and the windows sounded like they were cracking it was so scary. Don't know damages yet. I'm hoping not bad. No sleep for us. Damn. And I'm thinking, I don't insure their house, but I insure a house in their neighborhood. And I'm like, oh, gosh, here we go. Here we go.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I told y'all what I was going to do. And nobody believes me until I do what I say I'm going to do. But last night I posted my first rough rough draft of my first commercial on social media the independent insurance channel now here's what i want you guys to do go to my facebook page scott howell i don't i don't need you to tell me how great it is or how wonderful you appreciate it and all this what i need you to do is share it okay all over social media the more shares that that thing gets the more people the more eyeballs by consumers that gets so if you want to make me happy Share that post on social media. I've also done one on TikTok. You know, Bradley, you asked me about Instagram a little while ago. I don't get on Instagram very often. I Maybe once a week. I need to do a and better job when, of that. When you
0: get on there, you are... It takes you probably fifteen minutes to go through all the memes that I've sent
1: you over the past week. You, you, you and about five more. Mm -hmm. I've got a couple other groups that they'll just constantly. Scott
0: Scott one day tells me that his his wife is helping him manage his social media. Remember this conversation? Uh Uh And I said oh my god please don't tell me she's looking at the memes that i'm sending you <laughs> no. and he's like no she doesn't go into
1: the deep no she does I the best if she does she's never brought any of that anything like that up. like brother
0: has a sick sense of humor <laughs>
1: right. well some of the other guys do too that you know how stuff, I, so. I can what well, you with your marine buddies i'm probably oh, like yeah yeah you're you're like a you know a candy striper at the hospital compared to some of the stuff right. they send Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest today, and I want to bring him on. The mission of this podcast never changes, ladies and gentlemen. It never changes. We are here to help insurance agents in any way we can. I've said it 100 times. I'll say it 100 times again. If you listen to this podcast and you can pick up one thing that you can go back and implement in your agency as Mike Stromso always says, big doors swing on little hinges. It may be that one thing that you pick up and implement in your agency that helps you grow and live the life and, and the, have the freedom that we know you deserve to have. So without further ado, I don't want to bring our all-star guest on today because selfishly, I have tons of questions for him with some stuff we're going through in our agency right now. Ladies and gentlemen, he is originally from Homa, Louisiana, and he currently resides in Aston, Pennsylvania. He is married to the beautiful Kristen, and they have two beautiful, handsome young men, Cole, age 14, and Luke, age 10. Cole and Luke, let me tell you boys something. Shout out to both of you you I don't know if you will hear this podcast right now or not because your ages are 14 and 10 but one day you're going to listen to this podcast and you are going to be so proud of your daddy and what he has accomplished in his life and I need both of y'all to do me a favor okay listen to me all I want you to do is go up and hug his neck and tell him how much you love him and that will mean so much to him when you get a chance to hear this podcast and um I know that that would mean a lot to him and you should be very proud of him for everything that he's accomplished. Ladies and gentlemen, he is a former independent agent and now today is the founder of advisor evolved a full service digital marketing agency that specializes in website design and development, automation, social strategy and lead generation through SEO and PPC advertising specifically for independent insurance agents and financial advisors. Simply put, they are the one-stop shop for any independent agent who wants to take their digital presence to the next level. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my profound honor today to introduce to you someone that I have been wanting to have on this podcast for a long time to talk about advertising, marketing, all things digital, it is my profound honor today to introduce to you first-time guest on the IGP, Mr. Chris Langjeel. How are you, Chris?
2: <laughs> I'm doing great, especially after that intro. I'm going to have to record that and replay that every time <laughs> i walk into my house. That was awesome, man. Thank you. Chris, I've got a question for you.
1: I am 51 years old. How old are you? 42. Okay, so you're a little bit behind me. When I was in college, I played – we were a big fish in a small pond. I played at probably top two or three NAIA basketball programs in the nation at Birmingham Southern College. Nice. Um, I tell people, if you want to know how bad I was at basketball, uh, Birmingham Southern won the NAIA National Championship the year before I got there and the year after I left. So if that gives you any indication of how bad I was at basketball – does that sting? Uh a little bit to this day. Um, I played with a boy from Homa, Louisiana named Chris Porter. And he was a three point shooting guy. Uh didn't look like a basketball player until he got on the court. He was a tough kid, real tough kid. But I just uh I remember playing with Chris back in the day and and I do remember he was very proud to be from Homa, Louisiana. So <laughs> I don't know awesome. if you knew him or not, but I figure Homa. how many people are in Homa, Louisiana? <laughs> 10,
2: 15,000? Something like that. It's small. Now, yeah. I got crushed with, uh, it got crushed with Katrina. A lot of people left. But, yeah. yeah. Okay. And,
0: Man, I'll tell you something. Take Langeal. you got Louisiana and Philly. Mixed together. I don't want to come across you in a back
2: alley, dude. <laughs> like, I don't want to. Not at all. We can uh we can make some I can make you some crawfish, make you a good cheesesteak. I mean I'm I'm well rounded, man. Philly cheesesteak with crawfish on it. Right. There, there you may go. be something there. There might be a Cajun I, cheese steak. I, I told my
0: to- buddy uh Panini Pete that owns a bunch of restaurants down here, he needs to do a uh a northeastern style lobster roll with crawfish. I think that would crush. Interesting.
2: That would be good.
1: Hey, Chris, I want you to uh, climb in my DeLorean for me. Go back in time a little bit. I've got so many questions that I want to get to with you today, selfishly, but I think it could help a lot of these agents out here. Go back in time for just a minute, though. Tell us how you got into the uh, the industry. I, I, I know where I've heard your name a lot in the industry's website design, but talk a little bit about how you got in it and bring us up to today.
2: Yeah, man. So- I'll try to make a long story short, but it's kind of a funny story. I was actually a barber in a former life and a customer of mine who was a longtime customer of of mine, he, he used to drive like a, whatever it was, a 93 Honda civic, right? Nothing special about it. One day he pulls up in a Mercedes Benz, all blacked out. I'm like, dude, what's going on here? Like, are you selling something that you shouldn't be selling? Like You, you had a civic yesterday uh, I work at AIG. I sell car insurance now, and I'm mm. like, so you you're able to buy a Benz? Yes. He's like, commissions are crazy, like you know. So he told me about it. You know, I'm like, I'm here trading my time for money, on my feet, ten hours a day. I mean, I was a young buck, so I could do it, but I was I was burnt out. You know, I had been doing it for three or four years, and just working, you know, six days a week most of the time. Made good money, but it was one of those things. If you're if you were sick, you were missing. Two or three hundred dollars that day, mm. and I, I, you know, I started thinking about like, what is my, you know, where am I going here? Is this, you know, am I working a job or am I am I starting a career? So I started working at AIG. I, I, my buddy got me in there on an interview, and that's where I cut my teeth in the insurance space. So I was like inside sales, sitting in a cubicle with a headset on like this, and just uh, we were in there. They had their department split up, so like there was like a home and umbrella. Auto and then you know boats, motorcycle stuff like that.
1: Are you so, are you dialing for dollars or are, are those inbound calls coming your way?
2: Yeah, okay. it's all inbound. Yeah, so AIG at the time was doing a ton of uh, TV ads and direct mail. So we sure. we had you know I mean it was there was twenty reps on the floor, and the, the minute you hung up from a call, there was another one coming in. Mm. Um, so it, it was crazy, and and you know within about six months, I became one of the the top the top like, you know, sales reps on the floor and started to really, you know, kind of enjoy it. And then uh, my fiance at the time, her best friend's husband was a financial planner, younger, younger guy and very successful. And, you know, we got to talking after, you know, I I met them and he's, we have a financial firm. We always wanted to add insurance to, to the product, to the service, right? Would you be interested in, you know, coming on board to help us with that? which at the time was like a weird, you know, proposition. Like I was really doing well at AIG and like probably would have moved up to some other role there, you know, <clears throat> but, and you know, he's like, it's going to be a scratch agency. And I, I was like, well, what's a scratch agency? What's that mean? And he's like, like you're building it from scratch. You know, it's, there's nothing in place. We don't have carriers, like nothing. So I, I dove in man, uh, I dove in with both feet and um, basically became the, agency owner for the independent side right uh we were all like partners on paper but and eventually ended up doing stuff for the financial services firm a lot of marketing stuff kind of the role of like cmo uh we were ourselves doing a lot of direct mail marketing in the local area for financial services and like you know thankfully we had a you know there was already a big book of business with financial planning clients so when we started the agency day one, we were able to cross pollinate with a lot of those uh, folks and, sure. you know, and, and realize that a lot of them needed help. And like, you know, they were insured with like, you know, direct writers and stuff. And like, they had no idea what their coverage w- was. And so we were able to go in and then we eventually opened up a Medicare branch. Cause right. A lot of our financial planning clients were like late fifties, early sixties, and they were getting to the point where, you know, they needed to make this big decision about their healthcare and that became uh, very successful as well, to the point where, you know, I was doing that more so than I was like the property and casualty side of of the agency. But um, it was a fun ride, man. And like the whole time, you know, I, I was doing marketing stuff and design, a lot of graphic design stuff, side projects, and and build a couple websites for a couple of my agency friends. And like it just took off like wildfire, man. Like I had no plans of you know doing it as a as a career, but that was just God's plan for me, I guess. At the time, so
1: yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a, there's this inflection point where one day you're running the PNC side of that business, and you're getting more and more calls and people reaching out to you to help, and you you probably realized, wait a minute, <laughs> I can probably make more money and and do what I love doing over here than I can even doing doing this that I'm doing right now. Hundred percent. Yeah,
2: 100%. I, I liked insurance. Don't get me wrong. And, it, you know, I made good money doing it. But, it, like you just said, it's like, you know, you, you either want to do something that you truly love where you don't feel like you're working every day, mm-hmm. or you're going to do something that you kind of like to do. And, you know, I'm sure you guys, you know, you have sort of like side projects and you have fun with the podcast and you have events and stuff like that. And it's like, you need that balance where you have the fun stuff and the creative side, the right brain, and then you have the left brain of insurance. And I was always such a a right brain type of person. Like I got straight A's in like English. I right. got straight C's and D's with like math and science. Like mm-hmm. I just had no interest in it. I was like, when, when will this be over with? I just want to be creative and do, do those types of things. So it's, yeah.
0: So it's, it's funny with insurance too. I, I gave a keynote presentation at the uh, big Eye North Carolina and Aaron Gordon went before me and he started with one of these like riddles and it was like a math problem. And everybody came up with the same number, you know, Mm -hmm. one of those. Mm -hmm. It was super early in the morning. So I get up there after him and I'm like, man, I was like, I'm mad at Aaron for making me do math this early. I'm not good at math. Similar to you, Chris, I did not do great in math,
1: but I said I can do anything times 15%. I see it. That's it, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. <laughs>
2: right.
1: Hey, Chris, I want I want to give full transparency to our audience today, and then I've got a couple of, of very important questions that I think these agents will want to hear. You are working with Bradley on his website development right now, mm-hmm. and you come highly recommended from literally hundreds Everybody. of agents th- who have used you. So that brings me to my question number one you have different packages related to what you do for the industry relative to websites. You've got more of that, um, just out of the box, we'll design it. Uh, it's nothing. It's not going to be customized for your agency necessarily, except, you know, it's going to have your name and logo and that kind of thing. And then, and then separately over here, you've got these other packages where you work with an agent to come up with this real customized website for their particular agency. Do websites matter in 2023? <laughs> they do very much
2: so. Um, okay. And, yeah. and why?
1: And why? That would be my other question.
2: Yeah, it's it's really, it's your own piece of the internet, right? You can customize it. You can do really whatever you want. There's really no rules You know, Google now they've kind of, you know, they've taken their, their Google business profile to the next level where that really now is sort of like the first layer of local SEO. A lot of people will see the the Google business profile before they ever get to your website. The problem is that Google owns that property and they, you know, they will change things overnight and all of a sudden you wake up and you can't do certain things. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously your website gives you an opportunity to really showcase your people, your personality products in a way that you really can't do in any other facet, right? That's your digital office space versus your physical office space. So it, they very much matter. It's a big component to, you know, digital marketing, you know, agencies that want to run, um, you know, ad campaigns and, and visitor website visitor retargeting campaigns and the more technical uh, SEO and, and marketing stuff, you know, your website is really the hub to to make all that work. So Well,
0: so- also like too, So I've always had a a little bit of an advantage here locally, even back to my captive days, because I was always the only guy that ever focused on forever. I was the only person that ever focused on the Google, the local Google stuff, Google, my business and that sort of thing. And even now, I think we have more Google five star Google reviews than anybody in Alabama, definitely down here. And so we've always like by default gotten a ton of traffic Mm -hmm. there. So I've never focused on website a ton until the last few years. But even like running Facebook campaigns and that sort of thing, when you're sending them, if you're listening to this, it looks much more professional to the customer, in my opinion, when you're sending them to a page that tags onto your website mm-hmm. rather 100%. than a Jot form or a Wufu form what, what or a Facebook form. Their so like, let's say I'm running an ad for cyber insurance, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of me sending them to a landing page that I built on Wufoo or Jotform, Wufoo is that's a blast from the past. Jotform <laughs> or a Facebook lead form. I'm sending them to my website, gotcha. so it's Portal Insurance backslash Cyber. Right, right It looks right. a little more professional, and it right. allows us to track things a lot better. Uh, but talk a little bit about one thing I think that's not talked about enough is 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 you're you're an expert at generating traffic and getting getting lead flow to websites and that sort of thing. Talk a little bit about some things that. That agents listening to this can do to to increase that.
2: Yeah, no, it's a great point. So, and that's the thing, right? Agencies don't need a website by itself, right? Like that's one part of the equation, and you can have the best website in the world, right? You could you could go spend a hundred grand for your website, if you're not driving traffic to it, it's there's there's zero ROI, right? So, mm-hmm. the the name of the game is is traffic. Traffic is what generates leads. Leads is what generates revenue. So that's basically, you know, that's the starting point for really any agency that's trying to advertise online. And so we have a separate service. And this is a thing too, right? Like people say, well, how are you different from this website vendor or this website sure. vendor? We're not just building a website, right? We're a, we're a digital marketing agency. We're handling the entire process for the client. We're not just providing you with a good website. It's the other components to go with that so that the agency has one point of contact for 20 different things, right? Mm-hmm. Versus having an SEO guy, a webmaster, a hosting company, a, you know, your marketing guy, the guy that runs your domain. Like we simplify all that for the agency, but the the package that I refer to is called local traffic marketing. And this really started out to help agencies convert more local traffic. And like the thing, right. With that is like, to your point, Bradley, you know there's enough people within a 20 to 30 mile radius of your agency to make you rich for life mm-hmm. if you just understand how to dominate your own backyard and be that guy that that brand in your local market you're going to step on everybody's throats in that market and that's right where a lot of agencies struggle with is is you know they want to hey well, chris we're licensed in three states okay that's great Let's focus on where you're going to get most of your search traffic from, which is that 20 to 30 mile radius around your actual business. Mm-hmm. Um, so the program leverages a couple different things: Google Business Profile, Facebook and Instagram website visitor retargeting ads, and Google Search. Obviously, Google Search is you know say what you want; it's not a perfect platform, but you know that's where the traffic is. That's where the the high intent purchase intent, low-hanging fruit type of consumers are they're in Google search. Um, so we we try to leverage all those platforms and, and really connect them all together so that you're not just relying on one platform for traffic. So an example of this would be you have somebody that visits your website from an organic Google search. We have your Facebook pixel installed. Now we can retarget those individuals on Facebook and Instagram based on their website visit. Could be just your homepage, could be a specific URL. It could be people that visited your quote page that did not actually convert to a quote. So there's ways to target warm traffic, people that, you know, they started filling out your form, you know, they're, they're, their kids started making a racket and they had to go and you know, now you can stay in front of them. So really it's doing what the big boys do, you know, the state farms, the all States, the Geico's, right. right. But on a micro level for the agency, like we, we know that most independents, you know, they don't have a million dollars a year to spend on, on marketing. But if you're doing a little bit more than the other guys in your market, which, you know, it's no secret that most agencies are doing zero advertising. Right. You just do a little bit more than them you're going to get more traffic you're going to get more sure. leads you're going to generate more revenue and that starts to compound itself into brand awareness which is the most powerful revenue generating mechanism in existence so it's so it's trying can, to push you up to that
1: can can we have secret time for just a minute sure <clears throat> can we can we do secret time scott's trust tree so We've done a horrible job of everything that you just mentioned. Now, now we have a website and we have Google business pages, but we don't do any, any type of ads, any Facebook ads, any, anything. So a couple, a couple of three weeks ago, I called a buddy of mine that has been in the SEO game for a long time, uh, working for a national company doing SEO for, for bigger, bigger companies. Mm -hmm. And I, and I told him, I said, I want to hire you to work on some of our SEO stuff for us. And he comes back to me looked at it and threw up. He comes back to me, basically he comes, (laughs) he comes back to me and he's like, uh, it feels like, you know, I wanted somebody, I think to do this, that was going to just go up, go in and do it. And apparently that's not how this works. Apparently Chris, tell me if I'm wrong or not, but he comes back and he's like, well, First thing we need to start doing is I need some uh, organic blogs, you know, to put on your website that help with SEO. And I'm thinking, oh my God, well, we kind of figured that out because we start using chat GPT to create blogs for us. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause that's, I mean, it can create a blog in like five seconds. I had it write a blog about pet insurance. Right. And the, in the first
0: sentence, it said furry friends. Right. And I sent it to my wife and she said, I knew immediately when I saw furry friends that you didn't write that. Right. right,
1: right. <laughs> the second thing he says is he says, Hey, Scott, this is coming back to me on an email. I need Chris help me out. Cause I don't even know what this is. He says, I need long tail and short tail keywords. I don't know what long tail and short tail keywords are. It has to do with pet insurance. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I mean, I kind of know what that is. I know that what you're doing is you're using those keywords to to help google find your business based off those keywords but what what explain to our audience what
2: long tail and short tail mm-hmm. uh keywords are yeah so a short tail keyword an example of a short tail keyword would be auto insurance or car insurance or right. home insurance a long tail keyword would be auto insurance cost in mobile alabama so it's a longer keyword that might have like a location modifier, meaning it might have like the location or the city in the keyword. So when people think of, of the word keyword, they think of just one singular word, and that's not what a keyword is. A keyword could be a phrase. So it's a phrase of words together that, again, you're trying to match what people are searching in Google. Most people search with short tail. So they're, they're just typing in like insurance near me or auto insurance price or mm-hmm. auto quotes. They're not necessarily typing in auto insurance, Mobile, Alabama, right? They might, or it could be somebody that's moving to Mobile and they're looking for a new agency. So they're just specifically targeting that location. Mm-hmm. But m- majority of, of people, when you look at the data are not really using long tail, but it's still good to mix that into content. So it's not a bad thing. It's, it's a good thing to have a mixture of content. The one tip or the piece of advice I would give anybody is before you start to blog, really think about the, the structure of the, of your site, meaning you don't want to have 10 different pieces of content on your website that are all focused on the same group of keywords. So you don't want 10 mm-hmm. pages about cyber. Why? Because that creates duplicate content on your site to the point where Google may not realize which page you actually want to rank for that domain. So what happens is they basically don't rank any of the pages. So what people will tell you is blogging equals SEO, blogging equals traffic, it can but it can also hurt you if you're repetitively you know creating content about the same keyword because mm-hmm. it causes what's called keyword cannibalization where basically the pages are fighting each other for the rank of that keyword. So blogging can actually hurt you believe it or not depending on the approach, the type of content you're publishing, etc.
1: Now, with local with your local traffic marketing that you're you've promoted today that you've talked about on here let's say you're working with me and are, are you doing a lot of this yourself or are you coming to Scott and saying, Hey Scott, I need short tail words, long tail words, blogs, this, that, or are you, cause you kind of know what works and doesn't work. Are you kind of
2: doing that behind the scenes for the we, agent? We we do everything from A to Z it's hands off for the agency. We, okay. know, we have the data, we have the keywords, we have the negative keywords. Like we know, what works in certain niches. Now, you know, depending on where the agency is located, some keywords may get more volume than others. You know, the other part of this, right, is like the overarching thing that people need to understand about Google and generating leads from search is that search traffic is what determines your lead volume, meaning mm. the number of people that are actually typing in auto insurance quotes, right? That's a part of the equation that you really can't control, um, and people sometimes get frustrated with that. You know, they want 100 leads a month. Well, the market's not going to give you enough searches for that sure so and that's why google you know while it is a great platform it, it's not the only source of traffic like if you're really trying to you know build your digital footprint mm-hmm. that's a component of it it's not the one-all be-all if that makes sense i'll it's-
0: tell you one thing that that i like to do when somebody calls my office for a quote and they tell me they found me on google i'll ask them what they typed in right would right. you type in the search bar because right. it may be something like completely off the wall that's related to my industry, but that I've never thought of targeting. And then we can target that.
1: Or you can just ask people that you meet like Rand, Rand. if you were going to talk, if you were going to type in, if you needed, if you, insur- if you needed auto insurance and you were going to go to Google, what would you type into Google? Take single
0: time. women near me that sell car insurance. What would you type into if you, Google? If you want to buy insurance. car insurance, what, what would you type into Google?
1: Yeah. Just car insurance, Geico wins. Geico wins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing is, if it's if it's something like that, yeah, right. Then then the fourteen ads up above are probably going to be ahead of you relative to what they find, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I'll tell you something funny. Is Chris. that am I right about that? Is that kind of how that works? If I wasn't listening, I'm he, sorry. If he talk, if he types in car insurance, yeah. And, and Chris, jump in here as well. If if somebody just types in car insurance or auto insurance. Haven't all the big boys already purchased all those keywords to to rank way, way, way ahead of you?
2: Not necessarily. Sometimes they do, but the great thing about Google is that Google actually favors the local search. They want to mm. pair they want to pair the searcher with the most relevant local results. So they actually want the person that's searching to find a local business. Okay. So now the other part of it is right. Google does love big brands. They love all state guy, code progressive state farm, whatever spending money with them. They, they like those brands, but mm-hmm. a lot of our client ads will show up on top of state farm, Allstate, mm-hmm. state farm, right? If, if, if you have somebody that understands the, you know, the setup and, and properly managing the campaigns, you can a hundred percent show up on top of those, those brands. And, you know, with that, you're definitely going to show up above any other independent agent, you know, that might be trying to, to, to run ads, which is not many.
0: So I'll tell you something hilarious. I haven't told you this on purpose because I wanted to save it for this episode. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm getting my hair cut the other day. Mm-hmm. Okay. And my barber, he just moved locations. He opened up his own barbershop and he said it was like middle of the night, like midnight, he couldn't sleep. And you know, when you change your location in Google, it takes a couple sure. of weeks sometimes for that to completely change. And even honestly, now with Portal, sometimes when I look at this location on Google, it's got my old mm-hmm. captive company name mm-hmm. on it. And then it swaps real quick. But so he's like, I'm, so I'm on Google and I type in Barber near me to see if they change my location. And he's like, he's taking me somewhere in upstate New York. Hmm. And he's like, I'm so confused. Like... Why is it ta- is and he's like is is my location wrong in Google like mm-hmm. does Google think he's in New York? And he's like and even for a brief moment I'm like am I like traveling and I forgot right and he said I got to looking the name of the barbershop was barber near me there you go
1: <laughs> that's like the Damn. old AAA insurance right AAA I'm, real estate AAA remember that from I, the phone book days I'm sure there's some sort of
0: negative impact for Google for outsmarting it but. I was like, you have no idea. That is the most brilliant thing I've ever heard. And there's actually a local business that Laurel and I are looking at starting that depends on foot traffic. And we're going to name it Near Me. Like Near Me. Yeah.
1: So why don't I just change my insurance name to... uh, I almost hesitate saying that on the podcast (laughs) because every agent
0: listening to this is going to change their Google name to (laughs) Insurance Near Me. (laughs)
1: <laughs> what what That's if hilarious. you did that would Google, would Google if if you if I created I've got five agency offices if I created five fake Google pages that were all insurance near me but had our phone number and everything on it would would Google penalize me for that would they catch that
2: Yeah they would they in yeah. fact here's where Google's at with with changes to your G, your it's called me I call it a GBP Google Business Profile uh-huh. If you even go in and make a legitimate change to your profile, even something small like changing your office hours or phone number, dude, we've been seeing profiles get suspended for that, right? Because Google is using. But, but, they,
1: but they ask me for that. They they send yes. me emails all the time, like yep. um, update your office hours. Up, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying?
2: It's almost like you're yep. being penalized for what they're asking you to do, dude. So Google is very buggy. Last year, they laid off twelve thousand ish employees over the last. Laying, can you imagine laying years? off twelve thousand people? Yeah, can you imagine? It's 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 weird, dude. Like we have a rep there because we have you know we have a good amount of of client. We have a lot of people sure. that are that we're managing ads for. So when you get to a certain you know ad spend or whatever, like you can have like your own sort of rep. And even that even that dude is like hard to get a hold of sometimes, and it's like. Mm. And sometimes, you know, we'll get like a canned response. You know, we'll ask a question and say, look, like we we've trouble we troubleshoot this every which way we can and we're still having an issue with it. And like, you know, it's some weird like bot that replies back to us. And it's like the state of Google is in, in a weird spot with that. I mm-hmm. feel like right now, like it's it's their you know, support is all it's, it's overseas. And it's like they kind of sometimes there's a big definitely a big language barrier where sometimes yeah. like they don't understand what you're asking them. And so it's it's kind of weird right now. Do you feel like some of these tech companies have, have laid so many people
0: off simply because other tech companies were doing it and they can get away with it cuz it's like a two wrongs make a right kind of thing? Man, I feel I, like there's a lot of that like these like you can't tell me Google needs to to lay off 1200 people from a P&L 12, standpoint, 12,000 from a P&L standpoint, right? Yeah. It's got to be like a hey, Apple did it, Salesforce did it. Okay, we're going to do this too because we can get away with it and cut a bunch of folks.
2: It's a weird deal, man. I mean, you know, just could you imagine having 12,000 employees to, to uh, begin with? I mean, could
0: you imagine the families of those 12,000 people that also hate you? So, like, uh, multiply that times 12,000 times like 50. I know. People that literally could probably like murder you if that, you know, <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't cry if you died.
1: Well, hello there. Guys, excuse me for interrupting your regularly scheduled podcast, but I'm here today. To get you out of aggregator and cluster jail. This may be the most important message I've ever delivered on the Insurance Guys podcast. Guys, are you a member of a cluster or an aggregator? Does your contract have exit fees, termination payments, buyback provisions? It's time to get your freedom back and do what we did here at iProtect Insurance. Join the AC the future of aggregators in our industry. Best decision we've ever made, guys. Best decision we've ever made. No entry fees, small $200 a month membership fee, over 50 plus carriers for direct appointments. And by the way, new ones coming on board each and every month. You keep 100% of your commissions, profit sharing every year. Guys, we have made in the last two years, Each year, our agency has made over $100,000 in profit sharing. Here's the best part, guys, and this is the part I'm the most passionate about. No termination or exit fees. You give the AC 60 days notice, and you're free. You go get direct appointments wherever you want. There's no buyback provisions, no exit clauses. Guys, if you're a member of another aggregator, And you have termination fees, buyback provisions, exit clauses, every single policy you write, you're digging that hole just a little bit deeper. And one day you're not going to be able to get out of it. It's going to be too much. You're going to be taking out a second mortgage on your home to try to get out of a cluster group. Unbelievable. Guys, go to acfree.org. That's acfree.org and register. Find out why over 650 agencies and $3 billion in premium have chosen the AC. And guys, here's the best part. But wait, there's more. Mention the Insurance Guys podcast when you talk to these guys, and you get six months. That's six months of no membership fee just by mentioning the Insurance Guys podcast. Go today, a cfree.org And let me help you get your freedom back. Have a great day. Chris, Chris, listen, our time here is very short and I've got to help these agents. I've got to help these agents. Two things I want to ask you before we get off this podcast, we are in the year of our Lord, 2023. There are about four or five major social media platforms the big boys we know who they are facebook instagram TikTok, twitter linkedin am i missing one is that it i think that's maybe those I hit big, it all. Those, that's pretty much those, it, are, yeah. those are the big boys you got snapchat if, and some if, of those, if i'm a local insurance agent boutique agency the way i protect insurance is and i want to advertise to consumers online on a social media platform, tell me where I need to be right now to get the most bang for my buck relative to organic reach. And then tell me where to go if I want to, if I
2: want to advertise and spend money. Yeah. So Facebook and Instagram, people check on average 12 times a day. It's like email. There's eyeballs on that platform, like no other platform. So that's definitely a viable, a viable platform to, to start with. Understand that people on Facebook and Instagram are not purchase. It's not purchase intent traffic. You know, these are, it's, it's billboard ads that you're, you're running basically mm-hmm. to get those brand reps and to get those people, you know, remembering your name. The other thing that I would tell people to do is what's called a uh, Google business profile ad. So somebody types insurance near me and they find the Google business, the, the map pack results, so like the top three results that show up in that little box mm-hmm. with the map at the top. You can run an ad in that too which also runs an ad in google maps which is also important and i'm kind of like nerding out right now but google maps is actually starting to gain a lot of steam as a search engine for for local searches and i do this myself if i'm looking for a coffee shop i'm not going to google i'm going to google maps because i want to see the red pins i want to see how close i am to Uh a coffee Mm -hmm. shop you could run ads in Google maps as well. So you can get traffic in that platform. A lot of people don't realize that. So I would say two things, a Facebook and Instagram brand ad brand awareness ad. We we do a, what's called a carousel campaign that has a bunch of different tiles that will showcase whatever the agency, right? Like uh, maybe one of them is a team image. The next one is like products that they sell. The other one might be like a picture of them having fun. Like we, we, we really want the agencies to showcase, their personality on Facebook and not just be like the typical smiling fake family. Like we protect what matters most. Like right. we, we want to try to have the creative stand out a little bit
0: auto home and everything in between
2: exactly auto home and life. We we want to make it stand out somehow, whether that be the artwork we use or whatever. But so the Facebook campaign is, is a good starting point and the Google business uh, campaign, which is a called a smart campaign inside of Google uh, those are like the two campaigns we typically start with, depending on the client. Sometimes people's budget is not big enough, and we have to allocate everything to Google because that's again that's where the lower hanging fruit is. But Facebook is the is still the is still the play, man. Like it it just has a lot of daily active users compared to the other platforms. Like I see a lot of agencies putting stuff out on Twitter. It's mm-hmm. not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, but. In the grand scheme of things, very few people, are, you know, insurance consumers, are are seeing that. And you can make yeah. the argument everybody's an insurance consumer, Chris. What do you mean, everybody on Twitter, right? But people are not checking Twitter uh, the volume that they are Facebook and, and Instagram. Well, so what and about content, TikTok? On,
0: content on Twitter is very it's fleeting it's not evergreen it's you've got it's that brief moment in time and then it's gone yeah yep. whereas with with facebook instagram tiktok it 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 lives for a little while and it has chance to come up in search and that sort yep. of thing whereas twitter search sucks
2: you know and it's going to get worse with what elon's yeah. doing with the the paid with the paid thing right. they're shamed, they're going to change it so that unless you're paying for the badge you you're not going to be visible at all anymore
1: Yeah, what about what about TikTok right now? There are a lot of eyeballs on TikTok. What could could as an agency we pick up business if I'm running TikTok? Um, maybe maybe even paid ads on TikTok, talking about uh, you know I protect insurance.
2: Yeah, I I think it's I think it's a good thing. At the same time, the the when you look at the metrics and the demographics, it's a little bit like Instagram is like a lot like TikTok with the age groups. Like you know your your average age on TikTok is whatever, like 16 to like 23 or something, right? So like it's a younger demographic, which is not a bad thing, right? Because really in the grand scheme of things, like that that's when you want to start advertising to people, right? So they they by the time they're 30 and they have assets to protect, they right. remember you. Like there's a reason why flow is like, you know, popping up in my kids' iPad apps as a cartoon character. Mm-hmm. Progressive's not dumb. Like they're they're mm-hmm. they're spending money on a younger demographics because they know those people eventually need insurance. So I think it's a good play, but I also know the average insurance agency doesn't have a a blank check to spend. If there was an agent that came to us and said, look, we, we have a big budget. Like I'm talking like 10, 20 grand a month. Yes. TikTok would come into the fold as a platform that we would probably start experimenting with thus far. We haven't done paid traffic on TikTok just because the other platforms are deliver a better result, but it's not something that we would shy away from. The the truth is we just, our clients can't afford to be on, twelve different platforms right now.
0: The problem with TikTok too is you have to spend a ton of time on the creative. 100%. Like you got to get the creative right. 100%. Because like the brilliance of the TikTok ad platform is the it's hard to tell the difference between an ad and what's not an sure. ad. Yep. It fits in so natively in the flow of the FYP, but the the counter of that is your
2: creative has to be on point or your ad's not going to work. And it's tough because like to your point, and I know we have to get going on this, but you know there was, you know, a point in time, I guess maybe about a year ago, right? Where like you start seeing the, like the, the nine by 16 videos for TikTok, Instagram where now like the, the captions pop up and there's a lot right. of different, like, you know, and that, that's like, like everybody's doing that now, you know? Right. And so like now, like it, it worked and it really did make a difference in like people stopping the scroll to look at the ad. And I think it still works. It's not like it doesn't work, but it's just, there's more people doing it now. So it's like, yeah, all right, what's what's the, what's the next creative thing going to be where, you know, we can make our stuff stand out? Uh-huh. So, and that's the thing that agencies really do struggle with, man. Like, and this is, you know, I was an agency, I'm not, you know, slinging mud on anybody, but it's just like a lot of most insurance agencies are not right brand. They're not creative. They right. do need somebody to, you know, actually build out videos and edit videos and get, you know, B-roll and stuff like that. And there's just a lot of work involved with that. I mean, you know, you you do that, you know, like it, it's, it's not, it's, it's not easy to scale for a hundred, 200 business owners, you know?
0: Correct. I'll tell you something funny. I saw the other day, Scott, it was a tweet and it said it was from a younger person. You know, a lot of the younger, the younger, you know, Gen Z and, and generation younger than them do not, they're not on Facebook and, or if they are, they don't use it a lot. Uh, and, and they'll, they probably eventually will be, cause I'm not going to, I'm not going to bet against Zuckerberg, but this person said, I look at Facebook the same way I look at the mall. Mm -hmm. It was fun to hang out there when I was a teenager, but now I only go back there to watch old people fight.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So that's perfect. But Chris, last question for you. Last night I posted an organic video. It was a minute and 22 seconds long promoting the independent insurance agency channel. All right, I'm going to ask you to do this pro bono for me. I need these agents that are listening to this to share that video to their yeah. audience because then we spider web,
2: right? 100%. Yeah. Where do, I all- need, where do I need to put that video to get the most eyeballs on it? Man, I, I, for insurance agencies, if you want some organic stuff, LinkedIn's a good spot, but also your personal Facebook page. That's where I put it. Yeah.
1: Personal Facebook page. I put it on my TikTok personal page. I put it on uh, Twitter. I yep. did not put it on Instagram yet because I don't get on Instagram a lot. But if we're talking LinkedIn real quick, where you hit the home run there, and I don't I don't mean to steal your thunder, but
2: that is more B2B, correct? Yeah, it's B2B. Yeah. It's yeah, and, and organic is huge on LinkedIn because if you do advertise on LinkedIn, it's very expensive. <laughs> so okay. you want you want organic reach on LinkedIn. Right. Uh cost per click is like triple what you would pay on Google if you're like running actual ads. Right. Mm-hmm. Um targeting is way better, but Going back just a second, my last tip because I know we got to go. Insurance agencies listening to this, start using your personal profiles more specifically on Facebook. Why? Right. Because Facebook is a pay-to-play platform. You know, even boosting a post for five, 10 bucks, that that's that's just getting you bot traffic to make you feel better about yourself. It's not actually right. getting you the traffic you want. Right. Use your 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 personal profile to to post stuff, have a couple people reshare it so that it starts to get reach. It's free and it's going to get you more eyeballs than publishing to your business Facebook page where Facebook is basically filtering out 95% of your your Mm -hmm. reach and visibility because they want you to pay for it.
1: Sure. So, so I'm going to leave with this. Okay. Two things I'm going to leave with, and I'm going to put you on the spot here for a minute, Chris. Yes, sir. First thing, if these agents listening to you right now need help with some of the stuff we've talked about today, we've talked about a lot from a pricing standpoint and, and please, you know, just ballpark this for you to create a website for an agent, what are they looking at? Five to 10,000, somewhere in that range. Is that kind of about what what they're looking at?
2: Yeah. And we don't, we don't charge that upfront. Obviously we have a setup fee and we, and we have a monthly ongoing, you know, maintenance fee, you know, what we deliver, all the content, the landing page builder, the, the form builder, you know, doing it all for you, building it out, designing it where you don't have to think, I mean, we're delivering something that really has a market value of probably close to $15,000, right? We're not mm-hmm. going to hit you for that upfront, but we do want an upfront commitment. Um, you know, websites need ongoing maintenance. The clients need ongoing support. That, that's why there's an ongoing fee. Some people don't understand our model, but that's where all web development agencies are going. They're going to mm-hmm. a website as a service model. But yeah, let's say, you know, $1,500 upfront, you know, 150 a month ongoing. The mm-hmm. reality of the situation is and and I'll stop after this. You get two or three customers; it, it pays for itself, right? Mm-hmm. Our mm-hmm. our fees recur are recurring, but so is the commission that you're making from the business you get from the website. So it's continuously breaking you even, month after month, year after year. If that makes we, sense,
0: we went live uh-huh. with my site with Chris. This is after running through the gauntlet of other vendors that let me down, right? And. I got a lead within like five. Was it like five minutes?
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's no joke either. So, it, and it so was, a, was it was
0: a real estate investor. Wow. Wanting insurance on his commercial buildings. Wow.
2: So, yeah, so the local
1: funny. the local traffic marketing, you know, platform that you that you have. What are we talking about in terms of price there? What are we looking at?
2: Yep. So at the moment, there's two different packages. If somebody comes to us, they don't want us to uh, to touch the the Google business, like they don't want us to do like local SEO stuff. They just want to target a niche, or they just want to run some ads, three fifty yeah. a month. Yep. That that's our sort of management fee. If if you know anything about marketing retainers, you know that that's a fraction of what most marketers charge. I mean, it's typically about a thousand to fifteen hundred a month, and that's just to run ads on one platform. Um, we can run ads on multiple platforms. So that's, that's not including the ad spend. Not, it does not okay. include the ad spend. Ad but spend I, wa- I want to
0: say that though, because a lot of companies, what they'll do is they'll say, Hey, we're 1500 a month and they're keeping 1250, putting the rest towards the ad spend. Yeah. And, and so they're, you're they're, being, they're, you're being transparent by doing yes. that. It's like, Hey, this is what we're making. And then whatever so, you get after whatever you spend after that's up to them. Right. So yeah. Yes, so an, exactly. an ag-
2: agency like mine that needs help with SEO, what are we looking at for that package? Yep. So that's a full sort of the the local traffic marketing package. That includes us managing the Google business profile, running ads on that, pushing content to that. We actually create a micro blog update each week for the Google business that improves the relevancy of your profile, which is a big ranking factor in Google's local algorithm. Mm -hmm. Um, That's $5.99 a month. Again, doesn't include ad spend. Still 50% less than the market price for marketing retainers. And what I would tell anybody that's listened to this, it's like, man, like that's not in the budget. You know, let's say you were spending 600 a month. And because I suck at math again, I'm really good at English guys. I promise you, but um, you know, you're spending 600 a month plus ad spend. So the the retainer is 7,200 per year. Compare that to what you would pay an actual part-time human being Mm, to try to do this for you, who is not going to probably know what they're doing or they're going to need some level of training or whatever. Like even with the ad spend included, let's say you're spending 25 grand a year on digital marketing. It's, it's half of what you would spend for even a part-time person, most likely to do this. And it's going to work better for the agency. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's the truth. Last question. Tell, tell these agents how to get in touch with you. Yeah, man. So advisor evolved.com, yep. local traffic localtrafficmarketing.com. Those are our two web properties. And then, you know, if you guys have questions for me, I'm always available at Chris at advisor You could see me on the interwebs, Twitter, Twitter, you know, I kind of rant there sometimes and just kind of stalk people, but I'm on Twitter. <laughs> uh, Langel does is my, is my handle, but uh, right. yeah, man, check me out. If you guys, anybody listening has questions, happy to you know, jump on a call or whatever with you guys.
1: Appreciate you being on today, brother. I'm going to shut this thing down. Guys, rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk today and go out into the big, bad world, build relationships, partner with people like Chris that can bring business in the door and go make money for your family, for your wife, for your husband, for your kids' college fund, for your parents and your in-laws that are struggling out there. Go figure out what your why is. Figure this thing out and live the life that each one of you deserves to live. Write good business for the companies that you represent and write good business for the agencies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Thanks, man. Thanks, Chris. Chris, we love you you too, brother. Thank you so much. Love you guys, man. Appreciate it, guys. And guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. We love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for being a part of our family. And we'll see you back here real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at scott at iprotectinsurance.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to portalinsurance.com or email him at bradley at portalinsurance.com guys we love you thank you so much for listening to our show and being a part of our family and we look forward to seeing you again next week on the next episode of the insurance guys
2: podcast take care